episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Hello and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. Seems like every day we are just inundated with the newest diet crazes, the do's and don'ts of quote-unquote healthy eating, fasting, weight watchers, macros, keto. It seems that we are just constantly bombarded with this newest trend of how to best lose weight. The issue, though, is that as research is indicating, the weight doesn't usually stay off, so it just bounces back and the cycle continues. So here today joining us is Jennifer, and she is a intuitive eating coach, and she's also a certified life coach. And she's here to talk with us about the idea of listening to our body, what that might look like for some of us, and why that is so difficult for a lot of us. So hi, Jennifer. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me here today. Really excited to talk about this. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. I know your social media, it's you're very passionate about intuitive eating, and I, I know you have, do you have four daughters? Is that? I do. I, I do okay. have four daughters, which yes. you know, really does contribute a lot to the work that I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that sending the right message to them and not trying to do our best, you know, and your best as a mother of girls, not let them get sucked up in this diet culture. Tell us a little bit about the concept of diet culture and how that has really influenced our ability to not only listen to our bodies, but to be able to trust our bodies. Yeah. So dieting is nothing new, right? We know that dieting has been around, you know, for as long as we've been here and, and before that. And it really is rooted at there's something wrong innately with your body. There's something as it is right now that is flawed. And right now we live in a culture where smaller body is higher value. And so we are constantly bombarded with images from a 70 plus billion dollar industry telling us that our body is not enough as it is right now, that our body needs to be smaller. So you're seeing images, whether it's in the media, television shows, advertisements, social media right now has increased this exposure to this belief that, first of all, your body size is flawed and that you do not know what's best for your body. Yeah, which is incredibly confusing for a lot of people, especially with just natural, the difference in natural body types. And certain bodies are not wired the way that others are. And, and the way that beauty standards are set in our culture right now really creates this idea that we have to fit a certain mold in order to be accepted, which is incredibly damaging. Tell me a little bit about intuitive eating. Like it's a bit of a buzzword, but I'm not sure people really know what it means. Help us understand that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd love to start off just saying that intuitive eating is a self-care framework, but I think self-care even, you know, gets really muddied up. When I tell my clients, you know, what they're focusing on, it's kind of going back to the basics. It really is going back to what your body knows before any messages infiltrated that. And when I say any messages, I mean as simple as your parent lovingly tell you, clear your plate. You can't get up from the table until you finish, even if you are full, you're satisfied, you've had enough. So before those messages ever came in, and for some people, it really is that far back, you know, toddler age, because those messages have started with parenting. 
with friends, with family around them, mixing up what your body intuitively knows, which is when I'm hungry, I eat. When I feel satisfied, you know, we, we can use that word full. Sure. But when I'm satisfied, I'm done. Like I stop. And that really is very basic of it. What more complexity of it is, it's a reconnection. It's a reconnection with intuitively what's already in you. If I love something, I'm going to, I always picture that toddler, go back to that. I am a mom. That toddler eats all that food to the point where it's all over them. They just can't get enough. They're just so happy, but they stop enough to just say, now I'm going to go trash your house because I'm full of energy and I feel really good. Like that to me is the picture of intuitive eating. If I don't enjoy it, I'm throwing it on the floor. Like I don't want it. But we've been inundated with messages that those thoughts you have, that instinct you have is not right. So intuitive eating is almost awakening for some reawakening, for some really fully awakening. They feel like for the first time, those intuitive signals in your body. Now it's paired with rejecting dieting, rejecting even messages, thoughts, beliefs that are very prevalent in our culture today. Wow. Goes even to talk about the thoughts you have in your head about your body, the thoughts you have about what's happening outside of the eating experience. We talk about movement in from that same intuitive perspective. You know, if you think about the word exercise, it can invoke a lot of negative feelings. Very similar. I mean, it ties into the diet culture of the even. I need to exercise to earn my calories. There is. Yes. And exactly when exercise and food go together like that, that relationship both become toxic. Yes. They become so intertwined. So what we start doing is breaking that apart, dismantling those messages. And what ultimately I want is women is mostly who I work with, but I want anyone who struggles because really we're seeing a rise of eating disorders in men and disordered eating as well. I want them to define what does it look like for you? What is health for you? I, I, I just want to, if I can interject that word health really, yeah. you know, has been muddied up as well. Those labels of food is where we're seeing a lot of diet culture come in and intuitive eating is breaking down this belief that something is healthy, right? Because it's been deemed by diet culture as healthy. Right. So, and I assume you're referring to this term, the orthorexia. So the very, and, and it was coined in the nineties, but has really started to take off even a lot more recently with just this idea of being so obsessed about reading labels and what's in our food and is it okay? Is it not? And so really a lot of judgment on the foods that go into our body, which then inevitably leads to judgment about self because if they're judging that food and then they choose to eat it that will also lead to judgments of self absolutely you know one thing we can really look at is the intent behind any choice we make you know if i choose to have something that's really highly nutritious whether you know maybe that's a really big salad and i put some chicken in it and some dressing and croutons you know i have this beautiful salad my intent is I love the flavor and the taste. I love, you know, the textures in my mouth. I love how satisfied I feel. But with orthorexia, the intent is I need to eat healthy. I have to only choose healthy. And again, you know, I want to air quote everything here, but I have to choose only healthy. And on top of it, I have to really be meticulous on how much, when, what, 
why I'm eating, can I eat, should I be eating? And again, those judgment thoughts, that's really where that intent comes in. Like I uh, still enjoy salad. Right. But when I was really struggling with orthorexia, which you know is it's not a diagnosed eating disorder. Sure. Um, there is a lot of awakening happening because again, it's it's something that's praised. I was constantly praised for how I was eating, what I was eating. Choices. Yeah. The intent behind it was I need to shrink my body. And it was obsessive. And that's, yeah. And that's where it becomes really concerning is when it starts to really consume the mindset, consume your whole day. You wake up thinking about it. You go to bed thinking about it. That's when the, you know, the toxicity of that occurs. What are a, let's say just maybe two pieces of advice or guidance where do you start? So when your clients come in and they're like, I am just done with dieting, I need your help. What is the foundation that you set? What are a couple of things that you do right off the bat? Right off the bat, we really start dismantling and breaking down food rules that they've been living by. Some are really, really obvious and some are really sneaky and have been sitting there for a very long time. So I like to really walk them through what's been guiding their decisions. Again, you know, what's been guiding that intent behind it and what's getting them stuck. Where, you know, I'd say a lot of people when we talk about food rules as that first kind of guide is I didn't even think about that. Again, I go back to that clear your plate club, you know, where so many of us grew up or there's starving children. You need to finish this. And what they're doing is continuously eating past that fullness and satisfaction and they feel guilty and shame and all that. So if they start breaking down that one food rule, it really can be a turning point for them. So the just even first and foremost, then the self-awareness of what are what are these rules that are dictating your life? And then what is maybe even one that we can start to shift away from? Absolutely. I would say the majority of my clients come in and that's where we're starting. Okay. The second piece I would give is really looking at what are you exposed to? So when we think about social media and we think about how many messages, you know, even if you just take away the workroom, lunchroom conversations, which are usually very body diet focused, food focused, let's just take on social media because most people are on there all the time. What are what images, what messages. You might need to click block, unfollow. You might need to really shift what you're being exposed to that's feeding into your negative self-talk, that body image and how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Click out of that app. Yes, absolutely. That is such great insight, such helpful information. Tell us where we can find more information about you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's you provided such good information. And so for our listeners who want to know more, where can they find you? Yeah, I spend most of my time hanging out on Instagram and love to connect with people right on there. I get a lot of DMs. Um, Jennifer underscore health coach for life. It's the same business on Facebook, but I also have a great website where if they're just ready, you know, they're, they're just really, really done. They can go to health coach, the number four, which represents my four daughters, life.com. They can come over there. They can book a free call. We can just start talking about what that journey would look like. All of my work, it's very personalized because we're individuals. We come into this journey at different places. So I want to make sure that they have a clear understanding and I have a clear understanding of where they've been and where they want to head. Yes, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much, Jen, for joining us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for tuning into this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. 
Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that other people can find our content as well. Thank you again. Thank you.